Holy smokes, guys, it's ready. It's finally here. I wrote this children's book years ago, and I want my boys to know that they have siblings, siblings that unfortunately they won't be able to meet here on earth. I want them to know that I think about our angels and that it's okay if they think about them too. So this book is double-sided. One sided is the brother version. I'm a brother to an angel, and the other side is the sister version. I'm a sister to an angel, and I'm absolutely obsessed with how it turned out. Out. I've ordered a bulk order of 250 copies so if you'd like one for yourself or if you'd like to gift one you can actually pre-order it at shellymetling.com and I will direct link in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for the support you guys and I can't wait to get this book out to you all. Hello everyone we have Haley rushing on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Haley I am just gonna toss it at you start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay um yeah so my name is Haley rushing um I'm a Curtin student at the University of Wyoming. I ended up having a miscarriage last April while in college. Um this is kind of a story about bad boyfriends as well. <laughs> um my story I would say, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Um I would say this story is a little bit more unique than anything that I've listened to specifically on your show. Um basically what happened was I was in a relationship um with a guy, his name was Joe. Um I'm not sure if we're supposed to say names, but I'm gonna say his name because <laughs> there's no last names. How yeah. About that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was in a relationship with him up until January of last year. And then we broke it off. Um, I don't really know why we broke it off. He broke it off. Um, just was kind of weird about the whole thing. And um, I didn't really hear from him after that. Um, I was kind of a mess. Like I was in college, like working three jobs. Um, so me and my girlfriends like would go out to the bars a lot and I had came back to um Casper which is where my parents live and I had met this guy named Cody and we were kind of dating and um I knew it wasn't anything like serious um but he had persuaded me to like basically sleep with him on the first date and um <laughs> so about six weeks later after this um I was at my friend's house um I kept telling him I was like you know like I haven't had my period yet and my best friend is a guy <laughs> he's like my brother and he kept saying he's like oh you're pregnant you're pregnant I said no I don't think so well he has a girlfriend so he got one of his girlfriend's pregnancy tests out and I took the test and I, I've never even taken a test before, so I didn't know <laughs> like what was going to happen. Um, well, it was one of those ones where like the, had the pink lines on it and well, this slight pink line showed up and I was like, oh, it must be false. Um, and he was like, no, that means that um, those pregnancy hormones are in there. And I just dropped to my knees started bawling my eyes out. I'm like, this can't be happening. <laughs> um, so after that, I was just a complete hot mess. And I went to my brother's house 
um, to his girlfriend and she was the first one that I told, um, her name's Kaylee. And I just told her, I didn't think this could be happening. So we went and took like three more pregnancy tests. And I remember one showed up, it was the ones with the digital, it just says the words and it showed up negative. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I'm good. <laughs> well, then another one showed up positive. So I'm like freaking out like the entire night. My brother doesn't know at this point. Um, he just like came home and we tried to act natural. <laughs> um, so the next morning me and her got up and we went and got one of those triple checked tests at Walmart. And I don't know if like everybody does this. I don't, <laughs> but like I just peed in the cup and put all the sticks in. I don't know if that's like something that people do, but that's what I did. Um, and they all came out positive. Um, so at that point, I'm just like accepting it. I was like, okay, like I gotta figure this out. Um, initially, I thought it was um, the guy that I slept with once. I thought it was his. So I went over and told my mom and dad um, what was going on. And my mom, um, she was excited, but she's like, oh, just wait to tell your dad. And, um, I'm my dad's girl. So, um, I knew he was going to be pretty upset. So my dad came home and he yelled at me for probably about 20 minutes. And then he drank some fireball with my brother. <laughs> so my brother came over at this point and he said, dad, you're going to need this. And, um, so we ended up kind of going over to some friend's house and my dad was, my dad was the most excited about this, um, more than anybody, um, with this whole experience. So I ended up telling the guy, his name's Cody, and this is the guy that I've been just seeing for about, I think at this point, about six weeks. I told him and he came over and just like, wasn't super supportive about it. Um, I actually found out a couple days later that he um, was in a relationship with another girl. So that was really hard. Um, at this point, like during the pregnancy, I, I was about a week and, you know, like you just want to be with the person that's, that you think you're supposed to have a baby with, I think naturally. Um, so my dad probably had to cry me to sleep like <laughs> every night and, um, it got to the point where I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. My mom and dad, um, since I was still in college, um, I'm actually in my last year right now, I'm student teaching and then I'll be a certified art teacher. Um, my mom and dad had told me that they would do whatever it takes to make sure that I finish college. My mom was um, going to babysit the baby for me while I was going to school. Um, yeah, that was a really hard point. So I was basically preparing to be a single mother at this point. On a Thursday, I believe it was, 
I was hanging out with my mother, and this is all during COVID. <laughs> so that this is all happening in the world, and then this is also going on for me. So my my head was not in a great space. But I remember my mom, she works from home. I was at her house and I went to the bathroom and I called for her because I was like, mom, I'm bleeding. Um, she just, my mom's a nurse, so she like was pretty calm. She's like, well, like sometimes these things like can happen. She's like, let's call the doctor. So I called um, my OBGYN and they answered and told me that they couldn't get me in until the morning because of COVID. And this was at the end of the day. So I was like, all right, you know, like, that's fine. Um, just schedule me for the morning. So they scheduled me to go get blood work done. Um, when I woke up that morning, I was actually like bleeding very, very heavily. Um, when I woke up in the morning, I had had a really intense dream and I kind of knew that that's where it was leading. Um, yeah, so when I went to the get the blood work done, um, you know, they confirmed it. Yes, like <laughs> you are pregnant. And then I went back to the doctor and they did a sonogram and basically told me that it wasn't there anymore. And at that point, like, you know, like a couple nights before me, my mom were like sitting there just like, I was finally getting excited about it. Like I was finally starting to calm down and like, oh, you're going to be a single mom, but it's going to be okay. And me and my mom were picking out like names and stuff and it was really hard. So they told me, you know, that your baby's not going to make it. And they told me about how far along I was. And I realized that it was with my long-term boyfriend that I was with previously at that point. Um, and that's what my dad had suspected too. Um, but he told me that he was going to wait for my, I hadn't even had my first doctor's appointment at this point. Um, so I went home um, and my best friend Kyler my guy best friend he you know was with me and you know tried to comfort me and he left my brother and his girlfriend just came over and my mom and I don't know I just needed to have like <laughs> a glass of wine <laughs> so my brother's girl I you know I figured I'm like I don't know if you're supposed to do this right now but that's what I chose to do I was like, I, I need a drink. Um, my dad came home. He was, um, he couldn't believe it at first. Like he kept asking me like, really, really, are you sure? I said, yes. Like I went to the, to the doctor and he just started like breaking down crying. And at that point, like, it's like, you know, I'm upset and my dad doesn't know exactly like how I'm feeling. Um, but like he kept calling it his baby. I'm like, well, it's not your baby. It's my baby. <laughs> um, but my dad really wanted to be a grandpa. So 
the next day my parents had a party and this is when I actually began to um, it passed through my body so I was in a lot of pain I remember that day I just laid in bed I was so weak it was awful like there was just a lot of blood <laughs> gross but um that's what happens so I remember I just my parents kept asking me can you come out like and join like all of our friends and I was like no like I can't and they're like you've got to get past this like you know you can't stay in bed all day and I was like you you don't understand I remember at one point like I got up and my brother and my his girlfriend helped me outside and I almost passed out in the front yard because I was dizzy and my brother's girlfriend like was considering like you know calling an ambulance because you can have other kinds of complications when you're miscarrying I said no I'm I think I'm fine well at that point I went to the bathroom and um it came out of me and I remember at this point like just to me I saw it like sitting there in the toilet and I listened to a couple other podcasts where women talked about this sort of thing being normal, but I ended up taking taking it out to look at it because I'm like, you know, like to me, it's, it seemed messed up just to flush it. And my brother's girlfriend said, you know, this is what I did too. I took mine out and I looked at it and um, like, it just looked like a little ball of mush. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, like, I, I put it in a bag just to kind of look at it, because it's, like, you know, it's a baby, and it was my baby, so <laughs> I couldn't just flush it right then and there, and at that point, my dad had came inside, and my dad's, a like, a big redneck guy, so, of course, he doesn't understand, and he kind of yelled at me, he said, that's, that's messed up, you need to get rid of it. And that just really, at that point, that really hurt me. And I know he didn't understand. Um, he'll probably never understand, but. Um, and also just to reiterate, at this point, I'm at my parents' house, which is in a different town, experiencing all this away from um, the college town where I actually was living at the time. So I was so upset and Kaylee, my brother's girlfriend, she been through this before too she she told me she said you're completely normal you're not doing anything wrong and she actually like um like she was one of the most comforting people that I had at the time so I just couldn't handle like the way my family was acting about the whole thing like I know they were trying to be supportive but <laughs> they just weren't they didn't get it so I went back to my college town in um, Laramie, Wyoming. That's where I was living. And this was the very next day. This was a Sunday. And I just stayed down there for probably about two months by myself. Um, I didn't have anybody to grieve with. So I think that was probably the biggest factor of going through this whole experience was most people have a significant other 
to at least try to be there for them. And I didn't really have that at all. I was also still going through college. So it's like, you know, almost finals week. And I remember I'd missed a couple assignments and I ended up talking to a couple of my professors and they were both supportive. I ended up doing a Zoom meeting with both of them explaining what happened. And they were great, um, especially with COVID going on. They were, you know, they let me get my work in and they were great. Um, I remember I had a group project <laughs> due for a class, like, and this was the day that it was happening. And this girl in my class kept telling me, like, and she knew what had happened. Me and this girl, like, I would say we were at the time friends. She knew what was going on and she kept telling me, oh, you got to get over it. Like, we've got to get this group assignment in. And, um... I just told her, you know, I, I need a couple days. And she's like, why? Like I, like my sister-in-law's had one, like, why do you need a couple days? Like this assignment is important. And I kind of, I, I probably flipped out on her. <laughs> you know, you have all those hormones going on in your body and you're, I mean, you're mad at the world because, you know, why can somebody else have a baby and you can't? Um, I was working at a preschool at the time too, and, um, we were allowed, our, our state allowed us to end up going back. I think it was in June, end of May, June. So we were allowed to go back, um, and open up the preschool as a daycare slash preschool, I should say. And my boss, um, she was also another person who was there for me, not in the same way that my brother's girlfriend was there for me, but she had talked to me and told me that she'd been through it too. And um, tried to be as supportive as she could. Well, she ended up putting me with um, the baby room one week and um, she thought it might be good for me. and. I know she like, <laughs> like probably had, you know, good intentions, but I remember within the first couple of days, like, you know, I'd never really actually been solely with babies. Like I'm a teacher. I, I work with um, older kids usually, but I'd never been with that many babies at once. I think there was like three babies in the room. And I remember like during nap time, they just all started crying and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you could have never done this. And, you know, so I ended up having to, um, I think I went home that specific day. Um, well, with COVID, I ended up actually moving back to the town that my parents live in. And um, I thought that after a couple months that this would start to like, you know, kind of go away. And it, it didn't, and I didn't realize like how much this was affecting me last summer. I thought that I was getting past it and I really wasn't. So it wasn't until I started, I started working at um, an art museum that I worked at previously before I had gone down to college to finish my degree. And my, 
support group that I had at this museum was incredible. I met um, my counselor actually through this grief art class that <laughs> I was actually supposed to be teaching to little kids. And this class is for kids that have dealt with mainly the loss of a parent or a family member. Um, so that's where I met my counselor. Um, I've met with him a couple times and I remember our first session. Um, I never felt like anybody was actually listening to me. He told me that everything I was experiencing was completely normal. And just to hear the word, word normal, just, it, it was amazing. Um, I also forgot to mention, um, I had told my previous boyfriend about everything that happened and he just didn't care either. So that was also really affecting me. Um, I guess we'd been broken up for so long, like that at that point, um, I was over him as well when I was, when I had lost the baby. So um, that wasn't really the tough part for me. The tough part I think was, like I said, being alone. Um, so I started getting counseling and the last couple months, um, you know, it's my last year of college. So I've been trying to concentrate on that and things have been going really well. Um, I actually, a couple months ago, um, started seeing this other guy, and we're still <laughs> seeing each other. He met my dad last night, and my dad told me that he actually likes him, so um, I'm hoping that it continues to go well. Um, he's great. I've never met a guy like him before. He He's let me open up to him about everything that's went on. And um, I guess that's one of the main things that I've tried to um, look for in a guy that I would be with again that wouldn't, you know, that would support me and be there for me if anything like this were to ever happen again. Um, and I 100% believe that he would. Um, but yeah. Things are good now. I'm student teaching um, to be an art teacher, and it's it's been great. But, but um, my advice for anybody, I guess, having a miscarriage is just to not let anybody tell you how long you can grieve for. I had so many people tell me that, you know, like I had like this three month period <laughs> and after that it should be over with because you know, like they say that's like the amount of time it takes for those hormones to release from your body. And I disagree with that. Like there's still days where I wake up and, or I see a friend on Facebook that's pregnant and it sucks. Um, one of my close friends back home she got pregnant around the same time that I got pregnant and she had her baby in December. I remember when she posted pictures on um, social media of her baby, I just, it was hard. I, I was happy for her. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
um, my baby would have been due too, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, this was like a person that I grew up with, and we were close friends when we were younger, but yeah, um, I think that's about it for my story. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And like you said, it's it's different than a lot of the stories on this podcast. And I always love those a little bit more like unique stories because I feel like since there's not a lot of them, it's going to help so many more people who are searching right. for something similar. You know what I mean? Because it's just yeah. not easy to find. So I so appreciate you reaching out and sharing your story and um you already answered my question about the advice. Usually I ask like, what's your piece of advice? But you already did it. So if somebody yeah. wants to reach out to you, Haley, where could they do so? Um, my Instagram, um, which is, what is my Instagram tag? Um, Haley underscore rushing. Um, I would accept messages on there. And that's really the only social media that I have. <laughs> um but yeah, um, you can feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I know my situation is really unique, but um, <laughs> I'm sure that this is hap- something similar has happened to somebody else. Out Absolutely. There. And it's funny because like every story, they're like, we're all kind of tied together in some way, obviously, like the life yeah. after miscarriage community. So like your story is still going to hit like I'm over here head nodding, you know what I mean? Like I can completely relate, but it's just going to hit even harder for the people who are in like a very similar situation. I think that that's, that's what's so unique and cool about. Oh yeah. I remember when I just started listening to the podcast and you know, this was um, during that summer and I remember listening to everything and I'm like, you know, I would listen to it while I, w- I was door dashing during the summer. <laughs> I would listen to it while I was driving and I would just like, you know, like cry and also be like, yes. And I remember I had, I can't remember who specifically I reached out to, but I reached out to a couple women, um, on the podcast and both those women ha- both had really encouraging things to say to me. And I got my brother's girlfriend. She had a miscarriage actually recently and she is still, uh, I'm trying to be there as much as I can for her. And she's still going through that pain. And Mm -hmm. I've told her about the the podcast and I'm not sure if she's listened to it yet. I'm, um, but I hope she does. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like sometimes, um, like when you're in the pain, like when you're like in the deep pain, you know, and somebody yeah. like gives you an option, you're like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But then when you start right. listening, you're like, Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, it ends up being super healing, but I feel like sometimes you wait a little bit. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But I just so appreciate you jumping on sharing your story. It's still super fresh for you too. So I think that that's awesome that you found that vulnerability. It's going to help so many people, but Haley, I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode as well. So it's easy for people to find you and shoot you a message if they'd like to. Okay. Thanks so much, Shelly. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Alrighty. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to ShellyMetling.com. Click on the Life After Miscarriage tab and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Next one.